to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Have we started? Marrying me. You know, I really just love our logo. I'm so just taking time to admire it, don't you? I'm so excited to reach you today, um, the 15th of January, 2023, in this, our year of doctrine and life. Now, you know how we do it. I want you to start tagging people who you know need to hear this message. And you know that means um, the square root of 362, tag that number of people. If you do not know what the square root of 362 is, they can just tag 25 as compensation. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just excited to be here. And as usual, we're going to start with something a little funny. Have you ever heard of a dad joke? Yeah, so that's what we're going to start with, a dad joke. So let me just read it out for you. Now, remember, the rule is, as long as I'm giving a joke, you have to laugh. That's the rule. You have to laugh. Whether you find it funny or not, you have to laugh. As a matter of fact, I declare you find it funny. <laughs> okay. So now there's uh, something that happened in Sunday school. Um, the Zion kids teachers were teaching the children saying, you guys have to learn to walk by faith. You have to learn to walk by faith. So, you know, in class, little Bobo kept walking past a certain girl, the whole time walking past a certain girl. And people asked him, Bobo, what's wrong? Why do you keep walking past the same person at school? And he replied, I was told I'm supposed to walk by faith. <laughs> so interestingly, the person he kept walking by <laughs> was Faith and Sefo. So let's just continue with... <laughs> let's continue. <laughs> that was before she was Sinisa. So let's continue with our teaching. And last week, I taught us how the first realm of doctrine was your own foundations. I call it foundational doctrine. Doctrine that saves your soul. But then going back to the first scripture that we read, which uh, is First Timothy chapter number 4, verse 16, the Bible says, Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine." Continue in them, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Now, someone may be saying, well, I'm glad I'm not a pastor. <laughs> you know, I'm glad I'm just a member, so I don't really need to worry about other people. Is that so? Is that really the case? Let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 4. 
And then let's look at verse 11. Now the Bible says, uh, speaking of the Lord Jesus, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Now verse 12 is where I want us to pay attention. It says, for the perfecting or the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That shows you something. All the saints are workers in ministry. All the saints are workers in ministry. Now, there is a difference between being called to start a ministry and being called to be in ministry. The difference is that when you're called to start a ministry, God gives special grace for you perhaps to lead an organization and to lead a certain section of his people towards a particular vision. And that's not given to everyone. That's given to those whom he decides. But then every believer is called to ministry, called to be in ministry, meaning every believer must be involved in the work of ministry. And the advantage that we have is that the first place where we have platform to be involved in ministry is in our communities, in our families, in our homes. And you may wonder, where will we take them? You bring them to church. And so every believer must learn what ministry is. So let's first decipher this big question, what is ministry? Okay. So now, the Greek word for ministry means ministry. Okay. <laughs> to minister is simply to serve. Um, it's the same word like the one that's used for a waiter or a waitress. Have you ever been to that nice, fancy restaurant and you're served by a good waiter or a good waitress? I want you to type in the chat, how, how do you, what's your best experience that you've had with a good waiter and a good waitress? Now, even though the waiter is not the person who uh, cooks your food, They've got a responsibility to get your order right and also to bring it to you on time. And in essence, there are many other service unit workers at a restaurant. There's a chef who's in the background. There's a person who's keeping security. There's a person playing the keyboard. Okay, depends on which uh, restaurant that you go to. But in essence, everyone is responsible for ensuring that you have the right ambience, but in essence, that you eat your meal well. Now, similarly, we're responsible for ensuring that the food of the word of God is delivered to so many people in the right environment. So it may be through uh, organizing a bus for them to come. You may be playing that part. It may be through teaching them the word. It may be through discipling them. It may be through encouraging them. It may be through your giving. It may be through your ushering. It may be through your singing. It may be through so many other things. But in essence, what you're trying to do is that you're ensuring that people have the right environment and that they grow in the word of god every believer is responsible for that every believer should not answer like cain who said am i my brother's keeper yes you are your brother's keeper so type someone any random virtual neighbor and just say i am your keeper <laughs> now um ministry simply means serving it means serving and so we have a mandate to serve god with excellence and also to serve people, to serve the community with excellence. And that's why at the City of the Lord Church, we believe in the Seven Mountains mandate, which is that we serve God, not just in church, but we serve God in our various uh, workspaces, in our various 
uh, market spaces, in our various educational spaces, in, through everything that we do. Our entire life must culminate into um, a certain place of ministering to God and ministering to people. But my focus will be more on ministering to people. Now, every time you notice that you're growing in influence, you must take that as an opportunity for you to grow yourself more. There is a challenge when influence outgrows you. <laughs> you can become a careless person who can set the wrong trends. It's very possible to be very influential and yet very careless. It's very possible to be very influential and yet very immature. So now, because your doctrine involves not just you but others, it means that there is a certain level of study that you must put to the word of God. Praise God. I want you to type, I am a student of the word. There's a certain level of study you must put. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 says, Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Let me show it to you from the Amplified Version. It says, Study and be eager. And do your utmost to present yourself to God approved, tested by trial. A workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightfully handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Hey, <laughs> wonderful. So the more you're growing in influence, the more you're growing in desire to be influential as a minister, it's also important that you put yourself to your studying. Try and understand the why. Understand let's say typologies of the scriptures like understand what does this symbolize what does this mean what does this mean and you may be asking how can i understand these things that's where mentorship comes in that's where your personal study comes in that's where reading the right material comes in okay um that's where going back to the podcast sermons and listening <laughs> twice or three times comes in they, have you ever heard the statement like maybe somebody's pregnant and then we say no, no that person has to eat very healthily because they're eating for two it's the same thing when it comes to ministry you're not just eating for yourself how you eat affects how other people eat and remember this for some people you're the only bible that they have you're the only bible that they read they read the bible through your life so meaning you can't afford to have so many off days <laughs> so let's just continue um, I want us to look at something. So uh, Acts chapter 18, verse 24 to 28. Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord though he knew only the baptism of John. So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. Now, I'll come to verse 27 shortly, but I want us to see something there. It means it's very possible to have the right heart. It's very possible to be very eloquent. 
it's very possible to genuinely love God and to even be teaching the truth. And yet, you're limited because you don't know much. That shows you that your doctrine in ministry will also determine some of the results you see. Now, what I find interesting is what these people did. They took him aside and taught him the word more accurately. Some of you came to COL already having known, known a number of things. Some of you came uh, to this ministry having done some exploits. But could it be that perhaps the reason God brought you here is because you needed to be taught more accurately so that you could teach with precision, with efficacy, and see results, results which are transformed lives, and also miracles, signs, and wonders. Okay, now, um, the Bible says, when he desired to cross to Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace. He was of great help, okay? And verse 28 says, for he vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. Don't you just think that's amazing? The man was able to be of great help to the church because he himself had been helped. And now, we can definitely see that if he hadn't grown in ministerial doctrine, there would have been a challenge in how he was going to lead people. Which takes us back to what I had taught earlier about foundations. Now, you know, um, <laughs> one time this person uh, came to a prophet and said, you know, just because you work miracles doesn't mean that your doctrine is sound. And the prophet replied, just because you don't work miracles <laughs> doesn't mean your doctrine is sound. As a matter of fact, I'd be more concerned. That shows you something. Your doctrine in ministry also determines the signs and wonders that follow you. How come certain people see healings? Certain people see miracles? Sometimes it's also because of what they believe in that area. There are some people who teach some some very, I'll, I'll tell you this, there are certain things that won't start happening until you become a convict of the truth that you believed in. So for example, if you teach half-heartedly, the Bible tells us that a double-minded man will receive nothing. Now if you teach half-heartedly, ah, God heals, sometimes he doesn't heal, it depends on his mood that day. Then what are you doing? You're setting yourself out for a ministry that doesn't have results. You're better off saying God always heals and you've only seen one result so far. And you still keep teaching the right thing. Eventually, who knows? Maybe you didn't see the result immediately. But the word that you taught can be the seed that can grow in a person's life and you can actually produce the next minister. One time I was, I was at Onza and I went to a certain room and I found this young lady and she was on crutches. And I said, um, can I pray for you? And she said, no, I don't believe in miracles. I said, then you don't believe in the Lord Jesus. Like, what do you mean? And I showed her John chapter 3 from verse 1, which tells us about a man named Nicodemus who was one of the Pharisees. And he came to Jesus by night and he said, Teacher, we know that you are the teacher sent from God. For no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. That's very interesting. He says, unless God is with him. Meaning that one of the signs that God is with you is actually the miracles, the signs, the wonders. They're very important. And it's important to grow in your doctrine of those things. So now, um, 
I told this young lady, I said, why don't you believe? And you know what she said? She said, uh, at my church, they teach ABCD. And I had a lot of boldness. And I said, they were wrong. And I said, I'm going to prove it to you. I said, I want you to try hard not to believe. And I'll pray for you. <laughs> and so I stretched out my hand. And I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And she started walking. And she goes like, oh my gosh. My dad is going to be so angry at me. I said, why? Are you, people can go that extent to defend a doctrine that they don't mind their, their daughter staying on crutches. So your ministerial doctrine is important because it also determines the kind of manifestations that happen. Look at Mark chapter number 1 and verse 21. The Bible says, Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. That shows you that there was a conviction he had. It's very possible to be teaching half-hearted things. I'll tell you something. When you're fully convinced and you're speaking as a fully convinced man, it becomes easier to convince others. Let's go. <clears throat> now, there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit and he cried out now the question is why was the demon manifesting it's because somebody with authority was there otherwise you would have just sat saying let us alone what have we to do with you jesus of nazareth did you come to destroy us i know who you are the holy one of god 25 but jesus rebuked him saying be quiet and come out of him 26 and when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. 27. They were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. So when they saw him producing certain results, the first thing they checked was his doctrine. <laughs> That's why we're in this year of doctrine and life. Praise God. Now, another reason why you need to perfect your doctrine as you minister is your doctrine will determine the realms that you take people in. Luke chapter number 11 and verse 52. The Bible says, Woe to you, teachers of the law. For you have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter in yourselves, and those who were entering you hindered. That's interesting. It means that there are some people who would have experienced healing miracles, but someone taught them that healing is wrong. Someone would have said speaking in tongues, but someone taught them that it's okay to not do it. Somebody would have started uh, walking in divine purpose, but someone decided not to teach them that. So meaning as a minister, it's very important that you know what realms you've entered and what realms you're trying to introduce people to. And the key to that is knowledge. And that's why you must grow your knowledge as a minister of God. So you, my brother, you, my sister, you're a minister. And I expect you to begin to live like one. I expect you to begin to eat for two. It means if the average Christian prays 10 minutes, you need to pray one hour. If the average Christian knows two scriptures, you need to know 250. And that's how a minister of God is. The Bible says the mouth of a priest must keep knowledge. And people must come to seek him for that. 
And so that's that's how you must be. You must keep knowledge on your mouth. You must constantly be ready to set Christ apart in your heart and give a logical explanation to those who ask about why we believe in the faith the way we do. I pray you've been blessed. And I want to see in the chat what you've learned from this sermon. God bless you. Oh, wow. What a service. I have been so blessed, and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.